Yo, yo, yo. Hey, welcome my ideal tryhards. And welcome my true tryhards. Alright, welcome to episode one of the playthrough of um, Team We Tried's Unovan Adventure. But first, one thing we forgot in our last episode was version differences, and this is big for me. I don't know about you, but like this playthrough for me, I do want to try to catch them all. Uh, I always try to. Uh, that doesn't usually pan out that way, but I always try to. For me, like the first time I played this, it panned out that way. I caught as much as I can. For like my Sinnoh game, I did not. And like this time around, I want to make sure I do as much as I can. But there are just some things that I can get that you can't, and the other way around. So before we begin and talk about um, our first experience through the game, I just want to go over the type, not the type, um, the species differences, what you can catch, and their counterparts as to what I can catch. Um, right. the first, the first few lines, going in numerical order, are the Weedle and Caterpie lines. So in black version, you can catch Weedle, Kakuna, and Beedrill, and in white, I can catch Caterpie, Metapod, and Butterfree. And honestly, oh. I like the Beedrill line, but I love Butterfree, so I'm all set. I'm I'm pretty happy with Beedrill. I'm pretty happy. What about Butterfree? You don't? How do you feel about that? Um. Man, I, I never really like Butterfree, to, to be honest. Like, not that Butterfree is bad. It's just, like, uh, it, it's something about it. You. All right, the next counterparts are the Paris line, which are Paris and Parasect in white version, and Shroomish and Breloom in black. And honestly, I'm hyped. I love Paris. Uh, I love uh, Breloom. I think Breloom's a really, really cool idea for a Pokemon. Paris got me through Misty and Leaf Green when it did Bullet Seed, so having it, having the availability to catch it, I'm just pretty hyped. Um, and next is the Murkrow line in black version, which is Murkrow and Honkrow, and Mischievous in white version, and Miss Magnus in white version. And I'm sad. I want a Murkrow. <laughs> this, this surprises me. Man, most of my picks are things that I would like to pick anyway, so pretty happy this depresses me i had a murkrow for the longest time in pokemon go i still got it i run it it's a favorite and i'm not unless i trade you better i can trade you something i won't trade that <laughs> yes Okay, um, the next the next two counterparts in black version are Hundour and Hundoom, in white version, Puchiana and Mighty Anna. Ah, damn it. Never right, run, there we go. I've never run a Puchiana, so I'm excited to see how that goes. Hundour, I'm kind of indifferent. But you seem sad. Um, anyway, um, I do like Houndoom and uh, Houndour. I like them both. Um, I, I have good experiences with Mighty Anna, though. All right, how about this? Because this is going to be post-game anyways, I'll trade you, like, a Puchiana for a Murkrow. Uh, one more time? Because this is in post-game, we can plan that out now. I'll trade you a Merc, uh, Puchiana for a Murkrow when we get to that point. All right. All right, the next, the next trade-off, the next two counterparts are Plusle in black version, Minin in white version. Right. I'm, I'm excited. I like Minin more. I mean, <laughs> Minin's a lot of Plusle. Uh, okay, so I used to think that those two were really, really cool. I even made, like, a fan art, like, maximum, where it would be, like, um, like so you know how Plusle is addition and Minin is subtraction? Well, yeah. not really that. It's, like, positive and negative charges. But as a kid, I was like, oh, plus and minus. So then you would have multiplication and division. Um, you have to post that fan art on Twitter. Uh, that was have way to. back in middle school. I don't have that anymore. You got to redraw it. <laughs> uh, I could try. But yeah, um, so I had a fan art Pokemon called Maximum, and it was black. And then um, division, I don't, know if, I don't know if I was going for um, white or yellow yet, but... Uh, I was going to plan that out. Never ended up in, I mean, uh, popping birds, so. If you're doing black and white, I mean, those are the games we're playing. <laughs> you can I definitely mean, do Yeah, that. but this is the last go with the theme. All right. And now we're going into main, main story Pokemon. And 
the first two we have are psychic types. You have the Gothita line, so Gothita, Gotharita, and Gothel. And my counterparts are Solosis, Sol, uh, Jocelyn, and Rank. Oh, yeah, uh, Solosis, Duision, and um, Reuniclus. Reuniclus, thank you. I don't know why it's Reuniclus. That's a bit of a weird pick for me, but um, I like for a name. But I mean, I'm not the one coming up with like thousands of these. I really like the concepts for it. So honestly, despite the fact that I wanna, I wanna do the trade just to catch them all. I'm pretty happy with this line. Um, I. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say that I, I like Gothita more than I like Reuniclus. Oh, so it works out. Uh, next is our our late game flyers. You have the Vullaby and Mandibuzz, which are dark flying types. I have Rufflet and Braviary accessible, which are normal flying. I love Braviary. Um, it's one of my top three for Unova, and right. I'm definitely gonna have in my main main team as soon as I get it available. So if that right. doesn't tell you how I feel, I I don't know. All right. Well, that's cool. I, I um, just wish I had like fighting moves, kind of like Star after, but you know what? I love it. No. Yeah, Star is pretty good. Star is pretty OD. Oh yeah. All right. Anything else we wanted to go over? Uh we got two legendaries and white forest Pokemon, and then we can go straight into the story. Um. Um. Already. Let's go over that. Counterparts are sorry. <laughs> are the roaming legendaries? You get Tornadus, which is. I believe the first pure flying mechanic game, and then I have Thunderous, which is the electric flying counterpart. And I hate roaming legendaries, no matter what. <laughs> yeah, roaming legendaries suck. Like I know it, so it's part hard. of the world and whatever, but man, it is the worst thing. I'll try to catch it so that because I know we need both of them to get um, Landorus. So I'll. Tr- no promises. We can definitely try. Uh, last but not least, before we go into White Force Pokemon, are the legendary dragons themselves, Reshiram versus Zekrom. And Zekrom has been on my main team. And it's on my team we tried. We tried to be Gym Leader's legendary team, or like the last team. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hyped. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm Team Zekrom all the way. So how do you feel about having the Ram accessible? I I thought I said it was pretty cool. Uh, that we, we went over <laughs> this part last uh, last time. So um Oh that's true, that's true. So we were pretty okay with that. The next Pokemon can only be caught in White Forest, but only if I steal people from Black City. So the way Mr. Shrimp and I are going to do it, or probably I steal people from the city, I catch Pokemon, I send them to him. Um, They're Pidgey, male and female Nidorans, Oddish, Abra, Machop, Bellsprout, Magnemite, Ghastly, Rhyhorn, Porygon, Togepi, Murray, Hoppip, Wooper, Aleki, the Magby, Wurmple, Lotad. C-Dot, Route Circuit, Slackhawk, Wimser, Azurill, Aeron, Trophinch, Courtfish, Vagon, Starly, Shinx, Widu, and Hapini. Alright. All nice one breath. Nice one cycle on that. <laughs> Thank you. Alright, let's get into the story. Uh, starting it off, we got to see our first female professor ever, Professor Juniper. I love her. She's awesome. Uh, I'm very happy she gave me a phone. How did you feel starting out? She, she gave you... No, mom gave you the phone. No. <laughs> what? No. She gave me a Pokemon. That's gonna be my phone. <laughs> your Pokemon is your phone. Basically. Alright, so the way the game plays out is it's got this amazing, for the first time ever, little 3D movie thing where Professor Juniper walks into your house drops off a present before you wake up and then leaves. And I feel like that was, it was small, but it was really nice. And I pick up all, on a lot of small details, but if you didn't pick up on that, which man, is, you know, right there. In your face. I thought that was weird as hell. Like, I mean, like, yo, you can, 
you're literally leaving me with one of the most powerful, like, like Pokemon are super stupid strong. And so you're leaving not only one child, but three different children with <laughs> three of the, some of the most powerful Pokemon ever. All right. And you're just like, all right, we'll play it. It's, it worked out. To be fair, these are the only three children she can pass them on to, aside for that little kid in the city. But like, he's an NPC. But we don't count. But we're still kids, homie. <laughs> She's like, Actually, man, this twelve-year-old has clearly enough responsibility to handle a, a Pokemon, like a monster that can literally breathe fire. So, where most characters are like between the ages of um, ten and twelve for for the games, I believe the main characters are. 14? So they're a little more... Alright, that's a little bit better. Why are we late bloomers, though? I don't know. It's a new region. We're in America and not Japan. (laughs) We're late bloomers, no matter what. But starting off, what did you name uh, your your character? So I named my character Rail, just like last time. Um, R-E-I-L. And, uh, well, yeah. I don't know what it is about that, but it, it comes off the tongue very nice, and uh, I think I'm going to be using that from now on. And quick little trivia about him. Let's talk about the birthday in Zodiac. All right, so his birthday uh, is October 1st, and his Zodiac is Crustal, which means cancer. Which means it is cancer. It's not... Y- y'all get it. Y'all aren't stupid. <laughs> uh, any reason you picked that? Um... On a whim, uh, I like Crustal. Uh, it lines up with real life events. Uh, I like Crustal. I think Shiny Crustal is really cool. All right. So as you know, I named my character Lucian. Um, his birthday aligns with mine, August 11th, which makes him a Braviary. And if you don't know how I feel about Braviary, you're gonna find out during the playthrough. I'm. It's all nice. Mm-hmm. So essentially, um, talking about the story now, it starts off with the character, whether it's Rail or Lucian and Charon in the bedroom. And one thing that I noticed right away is that Charon's tapping his feet impatiently. Yes, And as is. minor of a detail as that is, I thought it was super revealing to the character. It's something that I really overlooked the first time I played it. So seeing it this time around, it's just... Like I said, I'm going to pick up on small details. And it just goes to show how much the engine of the DS mechanics have improved since Diamond and Pearl. So, um, honestly, there's a lot of things that um, Bianca and Charon do in the beginning of the game that clue you into who they are as people and how they react to things. So, like, uh, right at the beginning of the game, Bianca's already... She's definitely, like, the fullest energy of the group. You, like, as a player, complete blank slate, you know, because you're supposed to be. Um, neutral. A true neutral, you know. Um, but Bianca is absolutely full of energy to the point where she's super clumsy. She's still a kid, you know. And Charon is trying his damnedest to be an adult and be super responsible. And, like, he's thinking really, really hard about every one of his moves in Pokemon and, and his battles and whatever. He's trying to learn, like, tight matchups and all that stuff, which is admirable, but I'm like, damn, homie, you are taking this way more seriously than you have to. Just just, just take a chill pill. So starting it off, Bianca automatically starts with Pokemon weaker to you, and Charon gets the Pokemon stronger to you. And in my case, as you guys know, we can start with Oshawott. That Oshawott is named Percy. Um, and what did you start with, Mr. Uh, Tepig, and I named him Reiki. <laughs> did you have any other, did, any other names in mind? Or? I had a bunch. Um, I was thinking about Flame and Bale, uh, just because I think that that name's really, really cool. But that's reserved for another Pokemon in the future, just like in the last episode, like I said. Um, man, I sat here for legit like half an hour thinking about names. And I was like, I don't want to come up with some some weeb nonsense. And I'm not about to name him Pumbaa, because we all know it's in our minds. <laughs> we all know it. It's a pig Pokemon, and he's brimming with energy. And that's the same thing you said about Pumbaa. They call him Mr. Pig. I was thinking about that one, too. Um, in my case, 
Um, oh, sorry. Um, I, okay, I'll say my thing and you say your thing. Um, so I was thinking, like, yeah. uh, like I was thinking Mr. Pig because I'm Mr. Shrimp, and Mr. Pig would be like, and they call me Mr. Pig, and then he like crit, he like crit whatever Pokemon he's talking to and just flatten them out. But I like Reiki. That would have been a cool thing, like if you named all your Pokemon Mister this. That will be for Black too. Um, but uh, uh, what's it called? Um, so I named it Reiki because I was like, okay, this is the one Pokemon name that I should take seriously, and the rest will just be memes or, you know, they, they can be up in the air. But this one is actually like I should probably try for this one. Uh, so I named him Reiki, and I like it. Yeah. Uh, right away, the game brings you to two battles: one versus Bianca and one versus Karen. Or Karen. Uh, how did you do with that? Uh, both of them were stomps, because <laughs> like Snivy is faster than Tepig, yeah. But I still have the most attack out of all three of them right at the start of the game, so I just tackle and win. Yeah. Um. And at okay, so the thing is that oh. Bianca was just tackling me over and over again, but right when she was about to lose. The oh second God, yes. brain cell in her head activated, and she's like, "Wait! If I lower his defense, then my attacks will be just as good as his attacks." So then she <laughs> lowered my defense, and I'm like, yeah. "You know what? That's great, but you fool! You fall right into my trap of just pressing the attack button again." And I beat her. Um, <laughs> and then with Charon, um, he was like, "All right, out the gate. Let me use uh, uh, Leer," and I was like, "Tail whip," and he's like. What the leer? And I was like, tail up again. And he's like, what? What the? What do you mean? Why are you copying all my moves? And I'm like, D- it, it's funny. <laughs> and so they start attacking each other, and I still win because highest attack stat. So yeah, those two were stomps, and it was cool. Nice. But one thing that so for me, oh actually should... no, oh, you sorry. say your th- you say your thing first. Uh, go, you do it. For me, usually it's just like it was two hits. It's two wins. But this time around, Bianca was just as hard. And if she hadn't gotten a crit, then I would have won that. So sadly, I lost against Bianca. Yeah. But like that's the only win she gets in the game. So let's give it to that's her. That's true. <laughs> uh, and honestly, Charon was the same. Charon's analytical. Lowering your defenses from the get-go is his smartest move because you have no, uh, you have no stab moves. So... That's his best bet, and because he kept using Leer and I kept using Tackle, I won. But I'm still low-key sad that Bianca won. <laughs> it's not salty. I'll kick her ass It's later. the only win she'll ever get in this entire game, so you might as well just give it to her. Exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so talking about the battles a lot. So this is, um, uh, as Karafi said in the last one, a lot of this is new for the Pokemon series. So, like, having all the moves being fully animated, having all of the, the sprite work fully animated um, for both the trainers and the Pokemon, um, it was really, really interesting, you know? Uh, even me, who's been... Or even I, who has had Pokemon for, like, a really, really long time, like, a lot of the newer ones, rather, for a really, really long time, um, I can see, wow, this would be game this would be game-changing right when this came out. You know, and the music, dude, the music hits different, man. <laughs> the um, having a, a Pokemon does. with low HP, they changed the battle theme, and the, the new battle theme for when your Pokemon has low HP is incredible. And I wish they brought that back in, in more games. Honestly, I like, I like it, and one of the things that I like for is that players. for new players, a lot of this is very, it's very handheld, it's very tutorial at the beginning. So while for a veteran player, like it'll be annoying. Uh, the, up to the first gym, a lot of it is kind of handheld. They hold your hand through it, and I can understand why. And it adds to the story anyway, so I don't mind it. So like right away, Route 1, you get to catch Pokemon, and they make it a little contest. Whoever catches the most gets you know, bragging rights out of the three friends. But before that, there's a super adorable scene where... Bianca, Charon, and the main character take their first steps together. And that's probably my favorite thing in the whole game. It's this really adorable moment where three very different people, three close friends, take their first steps together. Probably spent every day of their lives hanging out. 
this is the first time that they're going to split ways. It's really touching. It's really sad. It's really, you know, it's really adorable. I like it. Honestly, I they were quite literal when they said they're taking their first step together. Like, I was just going to walk over to Route 1, and they're like, nah, dude, let's do this thing. And I'm like, I mean, I right, let's go do it. And we literally took, like, the first step together. So that was really cool, actually. I also did really like that. It's small things like that that don't just, even though it doesn't build to the story, it adds flavor to the game, and I like it. But right away, you have a contest where you can catch one Pokemon or two Pokemon. If you catch two, you get bragging rights, and I swear, Charon cheats at this, and I'll explain when we get to Route 2. But both he and Bianca caught one Pokemon each. How did you do, Mr. Charon? I caught Charmed? four, because the, the first little pup, <laughs> the first little pup I got had Vital Spirit, and then the second little pup I had also had Vital Spirit, and then I ran into a Patrat, uh, and I caught that one for Pokedex, and I was trying to find a P-Dove, but I couldn't find one, so I just skipped it, and I was like, No, that's it. not available. Yeah, so... the, two, the, two Pokemon, the two Pokemon available on Route 1 are Patrat and Lilypup. Um, did you give yours nicknames before I tell into what I um, Yeah, I gave one of my little pups the name Snoop, and the other one Dog, and then uh, Patrat I named Remy. If I get a shiny Patrat, I'll nice. name that one Ratatouille. Nice. Okay, so I caught first. I caught Scout, my pat rat. He's got the ability Keen Eye, so he's pretty average. I don't know if I'm going to train him or not. Might just catch and replace him with a Watchog later. And then I caught Lassie. The Lassie's my Lily pup with pickup, and right away she had a hyper potion. So so hyped. Continue on. Doing the thing good. Okay. Okay. Um, what's the last thing you heard? Um, that you had a that you were hyped about your lily pup because it had hyper potion. Oh, okay. Um, after that, I said, there's a bit of story that happens in the next town, and that's a Cumula town. If you haven't noticed, all of these towns are named after clouds and weather f- or cloud phenomenons like that. Uh, Nuvema town, I guess I should describe, is your basic entry town. It's three houses and a lab. A Cumula town is this really small, adorable town with apartment buildings. Um, and... Man, there's like 12 people over in Nuvema town, though. <laughs> there are there are three houses um two of the three have dads specifically <laughs> specifically uh, but then you get to cumula town and that's a that's a tutorial and a beginning to the actual story and for the first time ever we don't have pokemarts they're like in the corner of pokemon centers do you miss pokemon centers do I miss Pokemon centers? I mean, no, because they're Pokemon. everywhere. <laughs> oh, Pokemon. Um, I'm way happier that they just lumped everything together now since having to go... Okay, I know it's small, but man, why do you... In the previous game, why do you have to make me go from one side of the town to the other just to get to a Pokemon when you can literally just have them in, 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 in the Poke Center themselves? It's just going to be one building. It's way more convenient. I'm very happy with it. Uh, one other thing before I get into the story of the game uh, is in a cumulative town, if you walk up the stairs, this is, there's a little house with a pianist and a drummer. And if you talk to them, they add to the music of the game. And this is probably my favorite part of the soundtrack of all the games is this town. And just hearing the piano and drums go along with it. So I it was pretty cool. It's, it's really cool. And a few other towns have I actually... That. So... Sorry. Oh, sweet! It's actually not just a single town thing. No, no. I was, I was gonna say a few of them have it. <laughs> we keep. Uh, I was gonna go say that. It's because they're both excited. You know, I want to say my thoughts, and you want to say your thoughts. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um. So I was gonna say that I didn't know that I didn't know that there was stuff like that to be found in this game. Yeah. Um. So when I did find it, I'm like, oh my, that's actually super cool how they just add to everything. Um, so there's a lot of nice little touches and flourishes that you won't find in a lot of other Pokemon games. 
but it's really cool in this one. Yeah. So while it's not in every town, there's a few of them. And like I said, this is probably my favorite. But if you pay attention, go and talk to everyone. You never know who's going to sing or who's going to play an instrument for you. Um, but then we get into battle. So you leave the Pokemon Center slash Pokemon Center with a little Poke Corner mark. Um, and right away, there's a crowd of people. And this is the first time we see um, that we see Team Plasma. And I'd like to read the quote that their speaker gets this says before we talk about meeting them for the first time and how we feel, if you don't mind. For me? Um, okay. And he says, my name is Getsis. I'm here representing Team Plasma. Today, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to talk to you about Pokemon Liberation. I'm sure most of you believe that humans and Pokemon are partners that have come to live together because we want and need each other. However, is that really the truth? Have you considered that perhaps we, humans, only assume this is the truth? They're subject to the selfish commands of trainers. They get pushed around and there are quote-unquote partners at work. Can one say with confidence that there is no truth in what I'm saying? Now, they're different from humans. They're living beings that contain unknown potential. They're living beings from whom we as humans have much to learn. Tell me, what is our responsibility towards these wonderful beings? That's right, we must liberate Pokemon. Then and only then will humans and Pokemon truly be equals. Everyone, I end my words today by imploring you to consider the relationship between people and Pokemon and the correct way to proceed. Sincerely, we appreciate your attention. That's a lot for, like, a Pokemon game. Uh, yeah, you honestly, see, yeah. I, I have a number of things to say about this. Like, right away, you see the bad guy from the get-go. You see the bad guys, I mean, like, the villainous team. They're not hiding, unlike most other teams. They're open into what they want to do. And they're honestly questioning the whole point of Pokemon. Like, the whole point of the game is to catch them all. And they're like, no, go free them. But they don't do it in a way where... They don't present it in a way that's one side that's specific towards the game. What he's saying actually resonates with a lot of what was going on in the world at that time, with animal cruelty. And it makes you wonder... Is what you're doing in the game good? I mean, you paid like probably 50 bucks for the game, so yes. But that aside, it's a huge question of morality. And from the get-go, that's a strong message for the game. Honestly, so with, with um, what's it called? Like Team Plasma... They have a very, very good point. I'm actually 100% on their side. You know? <laughs> if this was like a normal story where it wasn't run by Nintendo and it wasn't for kids and they didn't have to make everybody feel good and they could they could have just left it morally ambiguous, um, then, you know, I, I'm 100% on the side with Team Plasma because you're literally taking these Pokemon from their homes and putting them in a Pokeball and stuffing them in a PC and then he forgetting about them. also said the word truth you know, or truth a lot and you resonate with that being... being... Yeah. Well, yeah, quite literally <laughs> because I'm we're part of the two tryhards <laughs> over here. You tryhards yes. unite! Um, but, yeah, so, like, it's... You... I know that eventually it's going to be like, yeah, Pokemon, love this. But if it was in the real world, then no, no, they would not. It's You're taking them from their homes. And I know that inside the Pokeball is like a little dream world for them where they have everything that they want and that they, I'm sure in the PC, they're going to figure out some way to have Pokemon play with each other and have it be all nice and sweet and beautiful. But it, you're definitely just taking them so they can pit fight with other animals. That's that's a slave master relationship right there, because and it's true. Yes, don't take that relationship but with Gardevoir. I, I know. Yeah, that one's weird. Oh, <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a whole other can of worms, homie. We, we don't have enough no. time to talk about that today. But, but we'll it's big talk and about it's it more ambiguous. Um, honestly, one other side note is that they're dressed as knights. This is their literal crusade. Yeah, they they have a kingdom to defend. It's their own kingdom. 
And a lot of that is just incredible. And right after that, you get to meet the third rival of the game. And while he's not an actual rival, everyone considers it to be. Um, and that's N. And one quick side note, he talks really fast. Yes, Sharon says this, but if you look at his text speed, even at the highest settings, what he says is faster than everyone else. Yo, what's crazy about what's crazy about that is he looks um, like a friend with green hair though. <laughs> Honestly, I was I was having a pretty easy time having N um with keeping up with N. My my reading level is very high. Uh, I'm I'm stroking my own ego over here. Um, but yeah, um, I, I wasn't having too much trouble keeping up with him. The thing is that he wants so badly to be a scene kid. Man, he wants to be a scene kid. It's so bad. <laughs> He's like a pastel off in in in, in broad you know what I noticed. So in the scene where Getsus is speaking, and N is standing in the crowd, he looks just like a main character except in black and white. He has the main character hat. Nice. Like it gives a parallel that this is your quote unquote true or ideal rival. Um, but how did you do against N in that first battle? Um, in a word, free. Uh, that fight also wasn't that bad. Um, the thing is that I'm trying to level up all of my Pokemon pretty equally. So I started off the fight with Remy, so I could get him some uh some levels. So I just leered him twice, then I switched over to Reiki and just bodied him. And the whole time he was talking about like, yes, I want to hear your Pokemon speak and do all this stuff. And I'm like, yo, you are high right now. Uh. Do you need to go get? Do you need me to go take you to like, like a it's, Pokemon it's right Center? There. It's that right around the want? corner. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's it's three steps behind you. You can just we can just go home. It's okay. Um, honestly, I was just gonna train Percy, and having him at level seven or I think it was eight meant I had stab damage on Water Gun. If I didn't, that would have been a bad fight. Been there, done that. But because Percy was at a high level with stab damage. That was an easy battle. I'm glad for it. Man, the fight music, though, is awesome. I like it. I think I like Team... But considering like that was right after Team Plasma's theme with that low, creepy hymn, I think I, think I like Team Plasma's theme a lot more. And like having that back-to-back... I respect it. it just, it's a little overshadowed for me. But I respect it. Um, I am uh, personally, I'm much more attached to N's theme, um, just because I I really like how um, you can hear like the horns, like whenever whenever you hear the horn, they they go really really fast, but then they like near when the chorus per se hits, they like drone on and on because it's like this very titanic battle is giving you the feeling of like a very huge big deal in for you and for N since he's trying to understand what you're trying to do and you are a child just punching him until he goes down <laughs> <laughs> but um it gives the sense of this very climactic titanic like that. battle you know that's and i like start. that and that's I like that. an easy fight what you're saying so having that feel is nice and right away we get into root uh, route 2 and in route 2 I caught a purloin named Purr because I couldn't think of another name but this is when we start to battle our rivals you know as as rivals and the Bianca fight I think I can speak for the both of us when I say it was easy she is yep. outclassed her starter is outmatched but she tries her best anyways and we get into our first main city, and that's Straighten City, again, named after clouds. And it's here that we get to... Here is where a lot of the adventure begins to diverge. Um, First of all, we, we go into a school and we fight Charon, and this is where I want to say that he's full of bullshit. Remember what I said was available on Route 1? Yeah. In Lily time he caught one pokemon right yeah. okay so he had tepic and literally one other pokemon 
When you go into the trainer school to fight him, he has two Pokemon, a Tepic and a Purloin. Purloins aren't available until Route 2. He had two Pokemon on Route 1. What the legitimate fuck? <laughs> well, you got access to a PC right there. Maybe he was like, man, Pat Red is not doing that. I don't believe right Sharon would do that. <laughs> so I don't believe that. in Sharon like that. I... Why not? I would do that. I did do that. I put one of my one of my little pup in in the PC, and I forgot about it. He's not coming back because he has Vital Spirit. Chan would be like the more Pokemon I have, the more accessibility and knowledge I can gain. But you got to remember that Sharon's a tryhard. <laughs> He's trying very, very hard in order to not be terrible at this game. <laughs> and yet. Like in a school where you can learn about Pokemon and improve, he puts one away. I don't believe that. I don't believe that for a second. I think I think I think he's cheating, and I call hacks. I. All right. So the truth about it is that he just put a Pokemon away. Chibi's ideal. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Karasi's ideal situation over here is that he's cheating. He's cheating. So I... now when he beats. Sharon, it's even better because he's like, hi, you're cheating. You still lost, you prick. Yes. <laughs> so a lot of this... Just like that. Literally just, just like, like that. That's what I'm going to say from now on when I beat him. But a lot of this, um, like I said, is very, it's very tutorial. This is where the tutorial nears its conclusion. We get into the dream yard before we go and fight the gym leader, and your starter, no matter which you pick, because there are three elemental monkeys, and in my case, it was a grass type, and Mr. Shrimp's case, I'm assuming it was a water type, and they yep. give you the monkey to beat the gym leader. So I got Pants here, and yeah. I named my Pants here Roku after Avatar Roku. And I got um a Pants Sage, and I named him Monkey. Um, literally just M-O-N-K-E, Monkey. Can I ask the inspiration of your nickname? Uh, Alright, so this is like a tier 3 meme, so we're going to have to go into some context, alright? So, um, in in Monster Hunter, there's a monster called Bajang, and it's basically a giant Super Saiyan monkey, right? It's an ape that can go Super Saiyan, um, and shoots electricity at you, right? And there, for a while, people were, were wanting, like, armor for him, like layered armor for him, so that you can just wear it on top of whatever other armor you had. And it made you look like a Rajang. So some person on Twitter was like, that's racist as hell because now you're making black people look like monkeys. And it's like, what are you talking about right now? It's literally, it's it's a giant ape. I don't know what else you wanted it to look like. And they're like, you better not call an ape because that's racist. And so people are, are clowning on that one person on Twitter. Calling them just just making memes that are saying monkey all over again, <laughs> and also there was this um, there's this video of a monkey doing a backflip, and it, it it's just called monkey backflip, and uh, the monkey sticks the landing, but then like he he messes up the follow up and he like falls on his ass, um, but but yeah, um, so in reality I'm still clowning on that same person because. And gorillas exist as well as black people. Yes. And just like one have different are... species, those are two very different species. Exactly. It is it, it's very, very different. Just be, like I, all right. I, I don't want to get into that because yeah. it, it it makes me mad, but clowning on them makes me feel better because it's funny. Um but I also just think monkey is funny because there's no why there and I'm an English major. So yeah, that's funny to me. Um but yeah, getting into, uh, so that's getting into straight in the city. Um, not even talking about the gym. It's another small gym. Like it's it's teeny tiny. There's three buildings. There's three buildings: a Pokemon Center, the school, and a gym. And I feel like yes, it's a beginning game city. Yes, it's a first gym city. But I feel like because they have apartment buildings, it feels a lot bigger than let's say. City Brock is in or whatever. And it, it just goes and reflects that we're in New York. Like it's not the it's not the big apple or anything, but things are getting bigger as you go along. Like it's nice. 
Then we get into the gym, and I really love this gym because it's a cafe theme. It'd be nice to go get a cup of coffee. Like, and it also shows that, you know, the gym leaders have jobs. They have real jobs, aside from going and waiting for a 10-year-old to come in and fight them and beat them, mind you. And and also, every time they lose, they have to pay the 10-year-old, which is even funnier. <laughs> so not only do you have to pay Lucien, you gotta pay Charon, you gotta pay Bianca. Man, that's hysterical. Like, that's sad. <laughs> but honestly, I really love the aesthetic for the gym, especially the last room. Each gym in this game also has a puzzle, and this puzzle is really cute, and it had to do with type matchups. Like, the gym has to do with type matchups. This thing is a whole type matchup tutorial. For example, the that first it is. curtain is, uh, is red, so you press the blue button. Water beats fire. So Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're, 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 you're dumb in the head. So, uh, uh, all right, so the getting forward in the gym doesn't require, like, literally just walking up. They have different curtains that have uh, a type on them. And you have to pick the the type that meets that type. So the first one for me was grass type. Um, so fire type beats that. And know. then um, the second one, I have no idea. But the first type, I, the first one I had was grass type. The first one I had was fire. Oh, that's interesting. Interesting. Um, but yeah, so uh, grass. I mean, grass is beaten by fire, and then water is beaten by grass, and then. Um, Fire is beaten by water. Wow, I actually had yes. to remember that one. So not um, only is that enforced in yeah. the gym, it's also enforcing the two rival battles you just had. Charon's starter beats your starter. Your starter beats Bianca. Somehow Bianca would one day beat Charon. And then the same with the gym leader. Your The gym leader's main Pokemon is going to beat your starter. But your monkey beats their their main. And your starter beats your own <laughs> But honestly, the gym was not... It, it wasn't hard. It's a first gym. <laughs> Damn. Because then it would have been a JoJo reference. <sighs> you went really staticky muffled at, at that point. What did you say? Okay, so I should have named my, my elemental monkey Nandayo because it would have been a JoJo reference. Because when 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 Dio is fighting Jotaro in in part three, he keeps saying "monkey Nandayo," like because he's, he's calling him a monkey. He's like, "Yo, you are so beneath me. You're not even a human. You're a monkey, and just flailing your fists." Monkey Nandayo throwing like knives and stuff. That would have been way funnier. It's oh, okay. I'm stupid. Um, not too long in the future, you have the chance to catch the other two monkeys. It's a ten percent rate in wrestling grass, and it's very hard, but I'll tell you the trick to it when we get there. Yeah. Right, so, Good back trick. into the main story, we get our first badge, and that 3D animation getting the badge is pretty cool. Because it shows, like, where you keep your badges. I'm very excited for that. It's nice. Um, We get the TM work up, and then we get to learn cut outside of battle. Um, When we leave, someone goes up to us and gives us cut. And that person is Fennel. She's a friend of Juniper. And here is when we go into story. We go back into the dream yard, uh, which is where we got the monkey, and we see Team Plasma legit kicking the hell out of Amuna. That made me feel so bad. Their whole thing is that they're liberating Pokemon so they can be equals, but that doesn't excuse you from acting like uh, a Okay, I don't want Daddy Demonetize to come back and Daddy Demonetize peace That doesn't excuse you from acting like a heck head over here. Like, come on, man. What are you doing? That's animal abuse. I'll this kill is you the myself. First form of Pokemon abuse that we've seen since Team Rocket cut Slowpoke Tails in Johto and sold Slowpoke Tails. I'm pretty sure I bought a Slowpoke Tail. It, it was tasty. Hello? <laughs> Actually, many Pokemon are considered delicacies, and we can go over their Pokedex entries showing why in a different video. But this is right away, this gives you an excuse to beat on them without feeling too bad after hearing their speech and actually considering their words. 
And what they're trying to get is this thing called Dreamist, which is exactly the thing that Fennel decided that she wanted you to go get. And they say that Dreamist is they're going to use it to manipulate people's dreams. Now, my theory is that it's a hallucinogen. And the Dream Yard used to be a, it's the ruins of a factory of some sort. So this is probably where they produced a lot of Dreamist, considering you can catch Muna here and Muna produced Dreamist. Why there was factory producing hallucinogens in a New York City-based region, I'll leave that up to you. But that's one of my two dark theories. Actually, we didn't get into my other dark theory, which happened in the first town. And do you mind if I jump back to that real quick? Uh, sure. So in sure. the first Go town, when you leave your house, uh, Charon goes straight to Professor Juniper's lab. And Bianca goes home. And when you go home, the first thing you see is her daddy yelling that she's not going anywhere. And yeah, I right I away, like Bianca hides behind her hat a bit. As soon as you get in, she uses that as an excuse to dip. And I walked up to the mom and she's like, oh, don't mind my husband. He's just overprotective, overprotective my ass. My theory is that Bianca has an abusive father. Either the mom is, is turning a blind eye, there's no way she doesn't know about it, or she's being abused herself. Is she trying to cover it? I don't know. But there's more proof of this right away, too. When you go up to um, your two friends before you go into Professor Juniper's lab, instead of talking to Sharon, if you talk to Bianca first, she says, this is a secret, okay? Now, if your dad's overprotective, why would you need to keep that a secret? That, yeah. On top of that, yeah, that Professor not... Juniper admits that she sees a reason for all three of you to go. And it's obvious. Charon wants to be stronger. Sending him out on an adventure in which he could be stronger makes sense. You're the middle ground between your friends. And sending you out in order to find which side you want to be on and not be neutral and develop yourself makes sense. But why send Bianca if not to keep her away from an abusive father? I I don't I don't like it. Uh, it it I didn't have a, a good chance to like like us as a player rather don't get a good chance to really explore that at the moment. It's um, a Pokemon game, and they're not going to cover it like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, it's just I don't I don't know exactly where that plot thread goes, and. If we don't get to explore it that much, it's like, why even put it in the game? But um, I mean, it's just my dark theory. Like, but it's also reflected in her personality. Yeah. Why is she late? Why is she so flighty and energetic? And yet trying to hide the side of her. Like, if you look at it in a real world mm. aspect, someone who's abused is going to try to cover it up and seem happy around their friends so that they don't know that they're being abused. It'd be like that. And that's really, really sad. Yeah. And so this kind of plays into how Bianca acts when the Muna's being abused and bullied. She's telling them not not to bully this Pokemon that's helpless. She feels exactly how it feels. Which honestly makes me going back to it seem like it's connected somehow as if I planned that even though I didn't. <laughs> but Nah, we take that. We, we take, take the, the dub, homie. Um, but battling Team Plasma felt good. And then right away, we get that amazing, creepy theme, and Getsus appears. And we get to see Muna's evolved form, which is Musharna. And you get Dreamist, and then you get more cutscenes. But honestly, um, the whole battle right away makes it seem a lot more personal. And that connection to Bianca's abuse makes the stakes a lot higher from the get-go. Like, this whole game just raised the bar for morality. And the previous regions, yes, you had stakes that were high, but none felt as personal. It's the world is ending, but in this case, your friend's morality is being reflected right in front of them. It's tearing apart right in front of you. I wouldn't say it's morality so much as her reality. Like, she doesn't like seeing that reflected back. Like, she doesn't see her home life reflected back on her by that moment, yeah. you know? 
And so, yeah, the world is ending, but your friend's world is ending. That's why it's important. Um, here you also had the chance to catch Amuna in an Audino. I caught Amuna and I named it Morpheus because it was a guy. Um, I got I gotta wrap this up, but I didn't catch an Audino because I know I can get that later on. They're literally everywhere. But how did you feel before we wrap this up? Um, honestly, that whole I'm very surprised that Pokemon did put that in into a game, and you know that's a much much more adult theme than anything we've had so far. Like other people are like, "Oh yeah, I'll flood the world because I like water," and the other one's like, "Oh yeah, well I'll make more ground so no water exists because I like Earth." Yeah, you know, uh, that, that's stupid. Why are you doing that? Uh, but now it's like, whoa, this is like. That's that's a really dark human thing to put into a game, especially off rip, dude. We're like not less than an hour in. <laughs> wow, yeah, crazy. Um, I think, I mean, we are gonna post again soon, but worst case scenario, we post again next Monday. Uh, we're we're definitely gonna talk a bit more about the next phase in the game, which is obviously the next gem. Yeah, let's try to keep yeah. these weekly. Um, but Mister Shrimp is going to draw that puzzle and mine in for us. I'm excited. Uh, Maximum and uh, whatever the division one's going to be called. Until then, ideal tryhards, stay connected. I Well, stay connected to the team we tried. Stay disconnected six feet apart. Stay safe. All right, true tryhards. We're going to meet back here in whatever we meet back here. Um, that's the truth of the matter is that we are all human and sometimes schedules don't plan out. But that's the truth and we all accept that. All right, that. see ya. Bye, guys.